Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 185 for May 29th, 2019. Well, we're actually recording on a Monday this week. Uh, this week's top Patreon supporters are Make Build Modify, Lakeside Woodcrafter, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, and Gangi and Pop Pop Makerspace. Gentlemen, and Bill, what are we up to this week? Let's start with Schrodinger's Bill. What, uh, what are you working on there? What's um... Um, well, I, I'm not working on anything. Uh, I'm sad to say. I wish I was. Uh, I did work on getting one of the three um, surgery sites or incision sites uh, got angry and uh, infected, and I had to go back to the doctor Ugh. for that. Yeah. I know. There's one, it's weird because the, it's laparoscopic. One of, the, one of the incisions just happened to be right on my belt line, on my pants, so I thought maybe it was just, you know, that irritating it but it turned out there was actually an infection so that was fun i got a shot in my butt and uh some some uh pills to take home with me and then what's kind of weird so i'll tell you what i'm working on i'm working on getting back into um the community following uh what's going on with youtube videos other than tim's by the way excellent uh hollow core acoustic guitar loved it thank you um, but I, I've been like, okay, I gotta say that you always inspire me to want to watch more videos. And I just, I don't seem to get around it. Work is still super busy. I'm trying to get back in the swing of things after my surgery, blah, 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 blah. And then I see a thing. Jimmy made another video and I've been wanting to watch one of Jimmy and I got more excited and I don't know why, because I've already seen him do it, but he made another video about how to make a spoon on the bandsaw. I was like, oh my God, I gotta watch this one. And then I thought that, well, that's kind of weird, but you know, it's Jimmy, so how could you not be excited about that? So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm busy being excited about Jimmy making a spoon. How about you, Phil? Um, I, um, I was traveling again last week, but uh, I was leaving on Thursday of last week to fly to Toronto to go to the furniture show, and uh, my flight was at five o'clock. So I said, you know what? I'm taking the day. And I spent a couple of hours um, in the garage before lunch. Ooh. Just, and I was thinking, I said, should I, should I record it? Should I make a video? And I said, you know what? I've only got two hours. Instead, I'm just going to enjoy making for the sake of making something. Um, and I'll go into that in a second. But I went, then I, then I took my wife out for lunch. And then I, uh, we got back for the kids to get off the bus from school, and I spent, I don't know, uh, half an hour with them before I had to take an Uber to the airport. And then I got home last night. But um, yeah, the making thing. So I, need, I needed some organization for my electronics bench. So I just made like a little shelf, and I didn't get all the way done, but I cut four mortises and four tenons to do a double mortise and tenon joint on just sort of, it looks like an H right now, but a shelf. And uh, I've never done that before, so. Oh, fun! Uh, 
yeah, I enjoyed. Fun. I enjoyed a little bit making. of measuring and planning there. Yeah, yeah, I mean they're they're through tenons, so I've never done that before. I've done mortise and tenon before for my for my rubo bench, but never on something like small and decorative, I guess. And so this required a little bit more uh, precision. What kind of wood? Uh, maple. Okay, so it'll take a nice. It won't get like like because like pine gets all kind of crappy. Yeah. Well, because you you end up just uh, just compressing the wood rather than cutting yeah. through it, right? You need you just need an ultra sharp chisel the entire time with pine. Whereas yeah. maple can be a little bit more forgiving, so uh, yeah. So it's basically sitting on my bench right now, and it's waiting for. And I'm gonna I'm gonna wedge the tenons, and I just haven't gotten there yet. That's kind Excellent. of fun. That's like a yeah. mini uh, samurai carpenter build. Yeah, it felt yeah, like, like that. A, like a real traditional woodworking, you yeah. know. Yeah. And I just I just you know what I said. That's it. My workbench has been covered by cardboard and like kids stuff and you know nonsense for the last I don't know how many months now. I said you know what that's it. Just for me, I'm going to take two hours. Because normally what I would do is I would go to work and I would uh, go to the airport straight from work. And said, You know what? I'm working all weekend. I'm taking this time for me. Good for you. So, so you <clears throat> made time. You made time for yourself and your family. That's, that's the yeah. best stuff to do. Good job. Yeah. I felt good about that. What about you, Tim? What uh, what are you working on? What uh, what's going on? You're making like a library of videos. Every time I turn around, there's several Tim Sway videos out. I had um I had a spell where I didn't really have any videos and then they're all cuz I I tend to work on things in batches, you mm-hmm. know? And so all these batches kind of came together so I had a whole bunch of videos kind of and now I've I've like I don't know I I was trying to put together a video where I took that that old guitar that I I revamped that for the library and I'm not sure if I'm going to make the video or not I'm not sure if it's going to be interesting or worth doing but I did film it just to make sure that it took me twice as long as it needed to you know right <laughs> for something I'm not getting paid to do you know I like to do that <laughs> and then I have a couple other projects I started um, for future videos but so it might be a few weeks before you we see another one but uh, I, I don't want to talk about guitars because it's all been guitars but I've actually got um, I was talking to a customer uh, that I'll, I think I have a phone call with this week about something that's not a guitar related build Mm-hmm. Um, I quote her out a coffee table for a lady, but I think it was too much for her. I haven't heard back from her since she got the numbers, <laughs> which happens a lot, you know. Yeah. And um, it was I gave her it was a pretty high quote because I was I was knowing as I was designing this and it was a Pinterest picture type thing and, uh, and I was like I was as I was getting into it I was like I was like oh, I could probably do this for around this much and then I was like you know what I gotta add like another day's labor on there because I know there's gonna be an unforeseen problem because I haven't done this yet and. There's gonna be something's gonna bog this up. And so let I me let me put you on the spot for a second because we're always talking in abstract. Can you yeah. give hard numbers for this? I'd be interested to hear what was too much. You don't have to give their name, obviously. Um. Well, sure. The, I can. The, so the table was uh, a picture that she had found of a product that's being made in Europe, so it's not available here. Okay. Okay. What's um, it made out of? Uh, oak. Probably oak. Okay. It's uh. It's very similar to my monolith coffee table, which is the big rectangle. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's floating, so it's on a pedestal that's smaller okay. in the center. So yeah. if the, it's a 50-inch square you know, surface that's about 10 inches deep or 8 inches deep maybe. Yeah. And then it's on top of like a, like a 36-inch square pedestal that just sort of disappears. Right. Uh, and, but the trick is, is that the company that made it engineers uh, floorboards and stuff, and they give it that rustic reclaim look, kind of like a... Uh, vinegar kind of look to it and stuff and it's like i don't think it's really reclaimed uh but what the way they made the table look is they made it look like it was seven beams 
And okay. I know it wasn't because it would have weighed 1,500 pounds. Right. You know. But it's hollow. <laughs> if they're 8-inch right? by 8-inch beams, you know, 8-inch by 7-inch beams or whatever. But um, but so so the, you're getting into that where you have to wrap it around the edge and make, uh, it look like a, make it look like a beam. You could tell by looking at the picture that it wasn't end grain. It was... You know, like a like a uh, almost like the table you made, where it all cracked and stuff. But this would have been built on a substructure, so right. Um, and so I just like I knew that I could get pallet wood because I have that s- local source for one second bill. That local source for um, oak pallet wood that has that color, and I could use all that. But the pallet wood's only forty eight inches. So now we're getting into like oh, I'm probably gonna have to buy something because uh. she wants to keep it at fifty inches. I was like, well, if we bring it down to like forty or forty five inches, but then if I did that, I still wouldn't get the overflow, and I have to use other wood to do that. And I was just like, so looking at all this stuff, I was like, this is going to be a bigger job than I, than just like all my other monoliths that I do because of that one feature. So I added basically a day's pay to that. Okay. Uh, I like, you know, so it came into like about, I think $2,500. For a coffee table. For a 50 inch square coffee table. I mean, that's, that's big. Yeah. It's big. It's Custom, big. I mean, I, all that stuff. Yeah. 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 I mean, you're looking at if I have to buy the oak, uh, you know, 500 bucks right there. Right. You know, never mind the sub, the sub wood and just that. Bill, you have something that you're very excited about? Yeah, just the way you're describing this. What if you took two pallets? Mm-hmm. One as close to 50 as you can get it, probably 48 square. Oh, and skin that. Not skin it. Actually, fill in the gaps. Just Dis- yeah, disassemble and reassemble. But she doesn't want the pallet look. She wants this much more. No, what I'm saying refined. is like not having the pallet look. You're going to have the pallet slats, right? Fill in those slats and then do the wraparound to make it look like it's a giant. And then you can put a uh, uh, so oak would be on the side. It would be oak and non-oak, oak non-oak, mm. all the way across. Do that with. Uh, two different size pallets, a smaller one and a bigger one. Picture that idea to maybe mm. bring the cost down because you can whip that out quickly. Yeah. Um, the, the piece that she's interested in is a little more refined. It's like she's not you can, a... You can, uh, the way I'm envision, envisioning this, it could be extremely refined. Except yeah. you're still going to have nail holes and you're still going to have... You're not going to have the grain matching on the waterfall feature. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a little secret too. Maybe I shouldn't be sharing this publicly, but I will. <laughs> I looked up the address. It's a $3 million home. They don't want a pallet in their living room. Oh. It's a $3 million apartment in Manhattan. Okay. All right. Yeah, they don't, they don't want it. Well, there's That's an idea That's an excellent for intel. Yeah. I'm going to build this idea... I'm I'm writing this down. I would love to see it because it sounds like a cool idea. It's just not for this client. That's basically no, what I, I did for that coffee table that I did. Well, what was, I like about what he's doing is he's taking the pallet and he's filling it all in, so he's not even disassembling it. And I've seen that done before successfully. Yeah, what I did. Well. well, I did that with yeah. my um, uh, Sterling's uh, pallet challenge thing. I made a bench like that where I cut a pallet in half and then filled in, used yeah. the part I cut off yeah. to fill in the other parts. Uh, but yeah, I think a, a, a bigger square supported by a smaller square. And possibly make um, some two sets of legs, one for the pallet to sit on top of the little pallet, and then the legs coming out of the smaller pallet to keep the height where you'd want it. This, mm. I, this and is, then an LED strip underneath to make it look like a spaceship. Oh, Whoa. I know. Why don't we do an epoxy A la river? Bob Claggett. I like that. We do an epoxy resin river through the middle of it. We'll put LED lights on it, and then we'll make it so you can put it between your two fingers and spin it really fast. Like oh, it would be like bearing. a fidget spinner yes. coffee table. A, a, a fidget spinner epoxy resin river coffee table rustic mid-century modern 
Palette. Palette. <laughs> Every trend from the last five years. Hollow core door. Next year's trend. That's what I've been doing. I've been cutting up hollow core doors and gluing them together and having a lot of fun with that. And as you and, and like uh, Bill mentioned, I put out my acoustic guitar video. Uh, I'm already making more of those acoustic guitars. I because I have the files and like there's things I wanted to do differently and better now that I've done one. And so I already went. And I just started running the files in the background. I think you're going to be yeah. able to sell those, dude. I really. do. Well, I've already had people asking me the one. I, the one I made, I don't want to sell because there's I don't like the the angle of the you know. But so I'm going to make another. Well, two of them I started cutting. I think I saw at least two comments on the video where somebody says, how much are you asking for that? Or are you going to make them sell? So, Well, uh, so what I want to do, because that one was all about the premise of using 100% holocore door. And mm -hmm. I, I did, except for, like I said in the video, the strings, the frets, and the tuners are the only things that are not from the skins of the holocore door. I could have used, like, wood for the block, you know, and the tail block and stuff and all these other things. But I wanted to be really true to form. But now that I've done that, now I can go... And I can make it again, but I can cut the top out of some good wood. And I have uh, my, my buddy JK Canvas on Instagram, at JK Canvas. He sent me some okume, which is an African uh, hardwood that's often used in guitar making. Usually you find it in, in uh, plywood, but he actually had some blocks that he had gotten from a local guy, and he sent me some. So I made a, an okume top um, for an acoustic guitar. And then the back and sides and neck are all going to be plywood. And then the fingerboard is going to be some of my reclaimed kumaru decking. Mm. Um, oh, right. so now I like, cause now that I've like done the proof of concept thing, now I don't have to be so strict with the, the rigidity or the limitations of the rules. Now I can go and incorporate and uh, put a real fingerboard on it and put a real top on it and see yeah, how Yeah, but you're works. still talking about completely, uh, upcycled or recycled. Oh yeah. yeah well, it, well, the Okume one isn't because that was actually new wood, but it was, uh, like kind of new old stock. But, but it was, um, but it was not yours to begin with, right? It was a gift. It was a gift. I didn't buy it. Right. Um, but then I, I, so I started two of them. I have one I wanted to do the Okume top, and then I have another one I want to use some pallet ash and do a pallet ash top. Um, but the, I'm waiting for it to dry before I cut that. Uh, and then the other thing, one of the things I came up with after doing the video was when I was gluing all those neck blocks together, is um, I added to my laser file, I added a hole, or I added three holes, two in the block and one in the headstock, so I can use an indexing pin. So I don't have to oh. line them all mm, up and have them slide smart. around. So I made them the size of um, chopsticks. <laughs> Very smart. No, no, that's super smart. <laughs> so, well, I haven't tried it. Like, like, I've just been cutting the files and just tossing them in a pile. And I saw chopsticks and hollow core doors, man. I mean, yeah. it's got to be a thing. Oh yeah, it's all the all the classical guitar players are doing it. Um, yeah, so that's. Uh, oh yeah, and then I also have. I'm going to be doing a project for Maslow CNC. I mentioned before on the podcast that I got in one of those Maslow CNCs, which is the one that is like vertical mm -hmm. right kind of like almost perfectly vertical it hangs on the wall with the chains and so i've only messed around with it a little bit i had this really grandiose idea for this and then after messing around with it a little bit i realized that it would probably take me 16 years to <laughs> to do this idea that i originally had for for a video for them um so i came up with another idea that i think is going to work really well for that machine and it's in its capabilities and uh and also more on par with because uh, the other idea I had wasn't reclaimed and so I found it uh, I came up with a kind of fun reclaimed project that I'm going to try and do with it so you're not so that will also a not giant lighted Vance Maker logo no I'm not going to make a giant lighted Vance Maker logo we've got a couple of those around already one of them is made from bicycle parts has a clock in it that sounds cool, cool. yeah I wonder who, I don't remember who made it some yeah. some probably somebody who wasn't on your podcast last week <laughs> that could be anybody just about <laughs> touche it was Schrodinger's podcast yeah 
All righty. Does that everybody? Do we all go? Yeah, we yeah, all. I think yeah. so. So, this week's topic, the clap. And I, I know what you're all thinking. <laughs> no, the reason Bill wasn't here last week wasn't because... He was out because... Why were you out again last week? Well, so there's a couple things. And I wasn't going to say this, but I will say it. Um, you don't have to. Pump no, the it's... You don't have to if you don't want to. A couple of things happen. On right. uh, Sunday, our oldest, our older cats have been having some problems. And it turned out that we had to take them both in and say goodbye. Uh-oh. And that was tough. I'm sorry to hear that. That's hard. Yeah, that was really tough. So that happened on uh, Monday. And then Wednesday, it just so happened my landlord was here for the window to get repaired uh, at my house because Danny broke through it. Uh, the guy came in to install it and decided, no, I'm, it's not the right size so it's gonna have to be another four weeks and she can't be here so she had to catch a flight and she her husband retired from uh united so they get free flights but you're on standby all the time so it just so happened that she caught a flight she was like just take me to the bart and i'll ride an hour and a half in a peace smelling train and uh, no i'll i'll drive you to san francisco and just take her over so that's what i was doing i was i was i uh, wasn't really in the mood to record and i took my landlord to the airport and I thought I'd give you guys a break, let your creative juices flow without me so you can mm-hmm. exercise your creativity. Mm-hmm. Carrying you all the time is not a burden on me, but I learned that it's a burden on you, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but it's kind of funny. Well, I'll tell you what it means. It means Karen has a job to do with this, with this Bill Lutz <laughs> and the guilt and trips. We did, I, I did go, we did go see Karen uh, because of the, the saying goodbye of two of our beloveds. So now we're down to Danny and Lou. I got a, so I've got a 90-pound Rottweiler. Those huh? are the only two pets in your home now? I know. Because it was a zoo there like six months ago. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot has happened. And, uh, and part of that is you have to realize is, is when Casey like got all of the cats, she got them all together at about the same age well over right. a decade ago. So, of course, they're going to yeah. come. Anyway, I've got a 90-pound Rottweiler who thinks she's a 10-pound Chihuahua lapdog. And I've got a three-quarters of a pound lizard who thinks he's an actual dragon. Hmm. It sounds, so. like, sounds like the lizard I know. Yes. Yeah. So. Classic. Classic sway. Wait, it was the it was the, the one named after me that died, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah yours yeah. kicked the bucket. Doesn't feel like a coincidence, but anyway. So now we have a collection of urns and boxes and all kinds of stuff on the mantle. You know that might be an interesting project for you. Maybe you could find some creative way to uh, display those, kind of like. We already like, talked uh, about it. We're gonna case. we're gonna wait until I get uh, my, we own our own home. That'll be something I want to do. But we have a really nice mantle over the fireplace anyway, so they're just all lined up there. Quite the collection. That's that's fun. Mm. <laughs> Welcome it's, to my home. Here's our pet cemetery. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So Here. anyway, I don't know how that can't why why oh you asked me why I wasn't on the podcast last week. Yeah, it's not because of the clap. What the no, clap not, means Oh, that's right, we had a <laughs> I forgot. Well what We're the clap right. means for those yeah. uh this is also I think we can push this for Patreon, right? Because yeah. our Patreon listeners know what the clap is. Why don't you tell us? <laughs> why don't you tell us what it is? Well, if you would be so inclined to say, you know what, 
I've been getting way too much enjoyment out of reclaimed audio. Life has turned around for me. And not only that, financially, I can add a little support. So you go on over to Patreon and you do what you can. And we appreciate and love you anyway, but that just makes it better. And if you do that, you'll hear that every week when we start the show, we all three try and clap so Tim can sync it up when it comes time to edit the, the show. And it's usually because of distance and things I don't lag. understand, no matter what we do, yeah, like jet lag, no matter what we do, right. one of us thinks all three of us was perfect, two of us thinks that it was horribly out of sync or vice versa, so every week we start the show about talking about the clap. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, in this case, though, for this episode, <laughs> what we're talking about is, like, the, the pat on the back, the recognition, right? And whether it's important or how important it is to us and all that Praise. stuff. Because, yeah. Right? That's what we're yeah. talking about? Yeah. Hmm. So um, I'll kick it off. I think a lot of the times uh, our image of a woodworker is kind of like Ron Swanson. You know, like this uh, super manly man kind of guy who builds for the love of the build, makes his thing, puts it out there into the world, walks away, and, you know, doesn't need anything above and beyond that whereas i'll speak for myself i won't speak for anyone else um giving birth to these these projects and these these things that i consider to be great obviously i think they're great i made them um it's nice to get that recognition it's nice to get that pat on the back you know like when anyone accomplishes something it's it's great to hear about it. it's great to praise them i mean if it sucks then tell me it sucks but it if it's good or if it's okay, I'd love to hear it because a lot of blood, sweat, and tears usually goes into these things. Probably more blood than ought to, but anyway. I wonder yeah. how much of that comes into us, I mean, uh, just making the videos, right? Oh, yeah. You're right. Because, I mean, 99.999% I mean, of it is going to be praise and a clap on the back and complimentary. You know, of course, you're going to get a negative, you know, now Person. and again, but, but yeah. for the most part, no, for the most part, it's, it's people like affirming why you did this, you know, that's creative. That looks great. I love that idea. What a great thing. But you know why that's sort of like, I don't want to say it's hollow, but I don't feel like it's, it's awful to say, I don't feel like it's as worth as much as a lay person congratulating you on it because, because we know, because we're all in the know. I'll see something you made and I'll go, that's amazing for the following reasons because I can see it and I can recognize it. But like, I know something's truly great when my wife, who's a total, you know, like normie, you mm -hmm. know, doesn't know how things are made, is impressed by something that I've made. Or I'm sure you guys feel the same way when your spouses or whatever, or people who aren't in the know recognize how great something is. It just feels more earned. Well, there's 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 two different. I, I agree and I disagree. I know I, you're saying because someone me who knows too, huh? is in the know. Yeah. It's so good they know how good it is. Yeah, I know what you mean. So, but there's there's two types of of praise that I desperately crave every minute of my waking hour. No, I mean I, I do I do like it. I'm not gonna lie. I mean that's otherwise you know why would I be putting so much effort into all this YouTube stuff? It's not for the money, you know. But um, make it rain. Uh, I I enjoy I enjoy sharing. I love the the concept of of open source sharing and iteration in real time and development in real time. But I also like the praise. Sure. I'm not going to lie. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't need it, but I like it. Um, 
if my my someone like you know like your wife Phil looks at something I made and says and says you know gives me the praise of it being beautiful I, I crave that praise because I, that's the designer in me that wants people to like you know what I do but then like like the holocore guitar I just made where I came up with the idea of laser etching halfway through the wood on the sides to make it so you could kerf and you could bend it and stuff like nobody who doesn't make stuff is really going to care about that but right. I want people like you guys to be like oh that was a pretty awesome idea and then i get excited about that because you know i want it partly because i want to share the idea but partly because i want to i want to brag and say i thought of that (laughs) it's like the difference between the design and the execution or the designer and the engineer you know the engineer side of us is is uh is fulfilled by other engineers quote unquote right like the rest of us who get how it was made and are like oh wow i love how you did that intersecting interlocking thing that's really smart that's really clever but the designer is the person who's going to be you know or the design side of it is the side that that has the mass appeal but then but then there are people that have like quote trade secrets that would like never share that like because i could very easily be like oh this is a great idea like i'm going to keep it to myself right and not share it so i don't know i don't understand those people though well i don't think that's you know what i think that's kind of a a a thing of the past it's disappearing for sure unless you're talking about like businesses and corporations and things like that but i think for most part uh, one of the things the maker community has morphed into is sharing there are no yeah. more trade secrets, you know. But you know, for for every for every ten channels on YouTube or every ten Instagrammers, there are a hundred guys out there doing this stuff that aren't on Instagram and aren't on YouTube that aren't sharing what they right. do. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. You know. No, there's there's also things that I find. I, um, Casey, I can use Casey's salon in this case. Um, there's a few things that I did there that were just not that hard, or to me, very creative for me. It was something I'm in a crunch. You got to, you know. Hey, can we do this thing real quick? Yes, I can do that. And then you get a lot of praise for that from people who aren't in the know. And it's like, oh, thank you. You know, but it's like, you, I don't fess up to it. And I appreciate the compliments. Don't get me wrong. But in my mind, I'm thinking, you know what? That wasn't really, you didn't that didn't it. take a whole lot of, of yeah. what I can do. You know what I mean? So it's, and even other makers have seen something said, wow, that's really creative and blah, blah, blah. And I still think to myself, it's like, Really? Because that just like, you know, I, I just welded a saw blade to some rebar and stuck it on a stump. I mean, it's, but that'll be one of the most talked about things in their salon is this, it, it's a sculpture. No, it was just a quick idea for a table. No, it's beautiful. It's an art and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, so I, that praise is, again, it's really appreciated, but I don't, I have a hard time accepting it sometimes, even though everybody across the board thinks something is really cool. And I'm thinking, I is that is that that whole eh, I could have done better as I walk off stage and die? Yeah, I, that's exactly what that is. Or is it? it's remember the time Casey was on, and we talked about the fact that art was subjective. Yes, that's what Arts. that is too. You know how many times an artist I'm sure has walked away from a piece that they've done and gone, ugh, I want to scrap it, and then like the owner of the gallery says, "Don't you dare touch that," and then sells it for a half a million dollars. Right, right, yeah, okay. Oh, it happens to me like once a week. Yeah. You twice a week, I would think. <laughs> um, yeah, if you're, I mean, I, I like praise. I'm not, you know, that's sure. But to me, my personal satisfaction is much more important. Um, and oftentimes, it's little yeah. things like the curved sides of that acoustic guitar that that I'm really excited about much more than I'm excited about the end result of the guitar. 
but people look at them and they're like, oh my god, that's an amazing guitar. And, you know, for me, I'm more like, but did you know it was made out of something I pulled out of a dumpster? And did you know that I, like, most people aren't going to get that. And that's where the no. community comes in because there's a couple people that are going to get that, you know. And, and yeah. my favorite thing is when, like the, like the guitar, since it's fresh on my mind and I'm proud of it, um, I, I intentionally made a, an acoustic guitar body that's like what's considered a dreadnought, like a steel string guitar body. And then I made a nylon string. They usually have smaller bodies and they're designed a little different and stuff. But I, and then the guitar neck, like the like nerdy stuff, is more like an electric guitar neck and some of the proportions and ratios of that and the way. I, and I did that on purpose because I wanted to. And I, and one guy commented, or I think maybe two actually commented on that, like, well, why did you make a dreadnought body on a? And I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, when people notice that stuff, that's like, I mean, it was almost like he was just like, well, you should have. And I'm like, you know why I didn't? Because I can, you know, and I love that. Like, uh, when people notice those little... You like messing with nerds, long story short. Yeah, there's also also that... (laughs) There's also that that opportunity, uh, because if people are genuinely want to praise you, if they want to generally clap you on the back, if they want to compliment you, they're usually interested in what you did. And that does give you an opportunity to engage them with our message, right? Well, I made, did you know I made this out? Like you said, did you know mm. this is made from hollow cord doors? So not only is praise doesn't make you feel good, but it does give you an opportunity to spread the word in our case. And that is absolutely why I started, like I joined the community, if you want to put it that way, where I started posting the work that I was doing. And I mean, I, I did it for two reasons. The first reason for real was I thought customers would find it and hire me, right? Which just isn't isn't who sees it. I thought that once, too, yeah. And, and then once I realized that the people I was interacting with were other guys who were exactly like me, my my mission changed. And it was just like, oh, I'm just going to share my ideas to encourage people. And It's all about you know, spreading the clap, you know? Yeah, just spread the clap. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but so I, you know, it was just about just like I knew that pretty quickly that the people that were interacting with me knew a heck of a lot more about woodworking than I did. But I was like, but maybe I can offer something in my my ideas and my greenness or whatever. And so like, that's, you know, continues to be my place. Um, and that's what I, I love for people going, wow I, wow, I love that you came up with that idea for garbage. Like, that's like, you know, that's like, yeah, that's cool. The, the other thing though, is even though people can be much more experienced than you or us or me or whatever the case may be, I actually live this today. <clears throat> I had somebody from my office. She's one of the graphic designers and uh, she needed a bed or a couch or something. For her apartment, she just moved here from the states, and uh, and so she went to IKEA and she found something that she loved, but it was eight hundred bucks. So instead, she said, "I can make that." And uh, and then she had heard from whatever I guess the office that uh, that quote I heard you make stuff. <laughs> so we sat in my office for half an hour today and went over design and how how it could be done with limited tools and this that and the other. And for me, it was the best time ever it was yeah. so much fun you know and and to see sort of the an experience for the first time all of these things that she was experiencing like oh my god you could do it like that oh an integral tenon what's that and mortises and all this stuff and and so it just made me light up you know so I, it didn't make me feel like like i was learning anything necessarily but i was exploring and seeing things in a new fresh way you know, through her, and I'm sure well, that's you were teaching. You you were on the other side of teaching. That. You were yeah, yeah. But I was also exploring how to do the design. So I was figure it was a problem solve session also, which like right. I love doing that. I mean, we I think we all love doing. It. That's why we do this <clears throat> is to be problem solvers. One of, one of my musician friends told me um, 
at one point in time that in order to be a well-rounded musician, and this translates to what we're talking about, woodworking or, or artist or whatever, he said, you need to do three things. You need to create, um, you need to teach, and you need to write. Or I guess that's, no, practice, I guess, is the third, right? So, because <laughs> create is, is right. So, so you have to create, teach, and practice. Um, and Done. the reason, you know what I mean? Because you, your teaching helps you solidify and saying those things out loud, it helps you reinforce and solidify what you've learned and you're practicing and in your, you know. Yeah, so well, that, you know, they say those who can't teach, right? Which is, which is <laughs> wrong, which is just wrong, you know. It right is on. wrong. How often, yeah. though, do you find that, um, by by teaching somebody else, by helping somebody out, by giving some advice, how much do you learn during that process too? Absolutely, I mean, that's kind of the the idea. Even yeah. like doing this podcast helps me solidify some of my thoughts that I have because I'm forced to make them make sense to you two and the other four people that listen. So, well, you yeah, know. now that you have to dumb down your ideas for Bill and I for sure. Yeah. Well, it's not dumb them down. It's just make makes <laughs> well dumb them down for one of you maybe, but. <laughs> But just make them make them make, make sense. Yeah. Make them make sense, you know. And right. because what, you know, when an idea is in your head, it doesn't. It's not words yet. It's just an idea. And then putting your Who's, idea in the words. Who said this? If you can't explain it to a five-year-old. Oh, um, who said that? But it's so true. It's so true. It Albert was, Einstein uh, said Neil that. De- I thought I was, gonna, I was gonna say Neil deGrasse Tyson. No, because <laughs> you he can't did, explain your idea to a five-year-old, then you don't really get. You don't it. really really understand. I, that's not the exact quote, but. Yeah. You have to be able to explain your idea to a five-year-old. Well, I think you just have to be able to explain your idea to somebody who wants to understand what you're doing. doesn't matter if they're five or 50. Listen, little guy. <laughs> That's not what we're saying. <laughs> hey, you know what that reminds me of? I, I was just editing it right before we did this. I'm going to put it up on maybe Vance's YouTube channel and uh, maybe on my Instagram. But we're driving to uh, an art... Uh, uh, it was an outdoor sculpture museum we went to yesterday in Connecticut. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my wife and Vance and I went. And um, and I was getting Vance kind of psyched up about art. And we were talking about art. And I was talking about – he was he kind of said something like, well, it seems like – because he's, he's my son. He's like, oh, it seems kind of wasteful making those big sculptures, like to use all that material instead of just doing a painting, which is smaller. Because he, he's thinking like me and he's learning from me. And so I was kind of mm-hmm. talking – we were talking about that. And I was talking about art, you know, and – and um, you know, saying how important art is because it's like when you when you study a civilization, that's what you're studying. It's like that's what's left behind. And giving the whole pep talk, right? Mm-hmm. But so we're sitting, we're driving, and he just comes up with this idea, and I don't want to tell you too much about it because I'm going to put the video out on on my tease. Instagram tomorrow. Um, I, it is kind of a tease, but he comes up with this this analogy of art is like a, a first class lever, or is that what it's called? Like the, like where the fulcrum's in the middle, you know? Okay. Lever fulcrum. And he and he <clears throat> explains how there's like the the material going in, the effort put in, and then the output is, you know, the art. Um and it's he's nine. And he just and I just I just grabbed my phone, I just turned around in the car, I'm like, say that again <laughs> <laughs> And and I recorded it and, and I and it was just it's just really neat to see his little his nine year old brain like coming up with these really big ideas. I wanna see that. Um yeah, and it, and I and I love that too. That you know he's thinking about because art is the, what we were kind of talking about is art being the process as much as the end result, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and so then he was getting into this whole. He's been learning about levers in one of his uh, STEM engineering classes, and nice. you know, and learning about some basic machines. And and he just he connected. I mean, that STEAM education, if anything, is that's like that's hope for the future right there. You know, connecting. Those well, that's two the things. importance of having the A in STEAM, right? Exactly, which gets dropped a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can I can give an example of some praise 
that made me feel extremely good. I didn't expect anybody to get it, and it happened today. Um, today, I posted my morning picture. It's cloudy here, um, but it's Memorial Day. And mm. so I took a picture of some uh, flowers that are growing through this wrought iron fence. So it looks like kind of like prison bars. And, and the caption was, thank you to all those who've given the ultimate sacrifice so we can enjoy our freedom. Mm-hmm. And to me, it was just like those, the flowers being able to break free of the bars that represented freedom to me, right? Mm. And um, so I got a lot of thumbs up and good mornings and blah, 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 blah. But somebody actually texted me, love the way you're utilizing the, the bars to represent the freedom. And it's like, yeah, that get me. blew my mind. It blew yeah. my mind. It yeah. made me feel very artsy. Is that the fact that I wanted a concept, it just meant something to me. It's why I took the picture. I didn't really care. But it blew my mind that somebody got it, you know? Right. You know, Bill, the fact that you, because you've been doing that daily, consistently, except for when you're in the hospital getting organs removed. Right. Um, where, you, <laughs> yeah. where you take a picture every day. And that is... Um, like if you were to study art, that's one of those things that they say is kind of like the teaching practicing is that you need to create art every day and you need to take time to, to free associate, you know, and use your tools and stuff. And the fact that you do that is like really, really good. A lot of people don't do it. A lot of artists aren't disciplined enough to do that, you know, and they force themselves. They have like these games, or the drawing a day challenge for a year and this, and that, and the other thing. And you just naturally figured that out on your own. And you're doing it. And, and you can see if you go back and look through your Instagram feed over the past year or two that you've been doing those photos, look at your first one and look yeah. at the one you just took today and see, th- and see that. Then that's where we always talk about practice. I mean, that's where growth and development comes from. And uh, that's really good on you for, for sticking to that. It's fun. It's, it's a lot yeah. of fun. Uh, and plus the praise is nice. <laughs> plus the praise is nice. The praise is nice when you don't expect. I guess that's what I meant to say is like when, when you don't expect it at all is one of those times when it is really good. You know? For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. We know when we put out a video that the praise train is coming. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing, but you're right. The unexpected praise is so much more impactful. What, what about the – there's a lot of people that talk about, you know, in this, this age because the praise is different, right? It's the social media praise. It's this addiction to clicks and likes and thumbs and hearts and stuff. And there are people that are concerned about that and how that's affecting the development of the mind. What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely, it's reco- yeah. it's creating a an addiction to dopamine that no generation has ever seen before. We're basically turning ourselves into slot machines, mm. and uh, <laughs> no joke, it's the same reward system that that um, a gambling addict gets from pulling mm. that lever every day, right? And we're doing the same thing, mm. uh, and and so it's a dangerous way to be brought up, and it's a dangerous way to bring up our kids, where you have these constant micro rewards, um, you know, or rewards for very little work. So mm. don't we as a, a, a people just have to make adjustments for things that are new and the future and all that? I mean, we, we do, but it takes generations, you know, it takes, yeah. and, and the technology is happening so quickly that True, it's, but it's to us compounding it's quickly, but to kids, it's just the way it is. No, but your brain has to be able to develop over many generations to be able to, <clears throat> not get overly stimulated by the amount of dopamine that's being released right now. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, we're over-rewarding. It's like if every day was this kid's birthday or our birthday. You know what I mean? Like, you can... Yeah, you wake up every morning, there's cake and presents. Yeah. Well, how, just, how, can you com- how can you as a parent combat that? I mean, do you, do you just try... Cause you, limit, not, you limit you limit screen, screen time. time. 
you okay. actually communicate with your children off of the screen, not just like and thumbs up them when you're talking to them, but you you let them know that it's not real, and you give them the, uh, you know, you give them the positive, the real world um, relationships as well. You know, yeah. so you're teaching them the that the the slap on the back and the praise, what's really important, where it comes from. Not that instant gratification type slap on the back, but you know, thank you for yeah, you, helping me unload the car today. Yeah, the right, you, try, you try not to give that dopamine fix like too much weight. You know what I mean? You try to almost like limit its weight, which I guess I honestly I probably try to do it myself. You know, because mm. you know we're and it's like a positive feedback loop too, because it's like you were saying ninety nine point nine percent of it is that praise. And then you get that one guy that's like, I don't like it. You're like, oh, what a jerk. He's a troll. Yeah, exactly. Delete, delete, delete. And it's well, like, it, it's like, again, you know, there's that balance. Is there that guy that says, you know, I really don't care for this or blah, 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 blah. Well, he's not a troll. He's giving his opinion yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. It's, it's people that, so that, that forces us to really see the difference between criticism, which you know how I feel about, mm. uh, and actual criticism and just being an ass. I had a great conversation with a guy today. It started off with um, with him. Uh, it was he commented on an older videos on my Sway Carolina boots, which are still available at carolinashoe.com. And, <laughs> and he was kind of saying like, "Well, I don't see the what's you know, it's just another fake leather. Like that's not really what's the point, you know, and this and that." And, and it was kind of sort of negative on it. And it turned into we we wrote back and forth a little bit, and it turned into how he's actually trying to become a vegetarian for health reasons, but he's not as concerned about leather and this and that. And yeah. we had a great conversation of just sharing different opinions and. But, you know, if you read the message initially, it looked like he was just like, that's dumb. I don't want to buy your boots. Is like, is like basically how it started. And it turned into like both of us, the last messages were like, hey, I really enjoyed this conversation. He's like, me too. Thanks for your insight. You know, hmm. um, which is great. Like, because it's my initial reaction when I saw that. I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, copy well, paste to our Facebook group. Right. Do you guys believe right. this jerk? Yeah. Right, right, right. You know, I mean, I was, I was starting to write back like, hey, you never even worn these boots. You you're completely ignorant to what you're talking about. Why don't you research, blah, 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 you know? And, and then it's like, oh, well, why don't I just see if I can find a nicer way to say that, you know? And uh, yeah, it turned into a great conversation. And that, for me, is actually, I, I like that more than the dopamine click. You know, having like yeah. a, a, on a, like the all the messages say, hey, great job. Oh, that's great. Those are nice. Those are really nice. But when someone challenges you to to like improve yourself or or prove yourself like that's the dopamine i crave yeah save that for tim i don't want that <laughs> <laughs> i mean not jerks of course but people that challenge you you know right i think i, I think being challenged and being able to either one you lose the challenge but you learn something so maybe somebody says something like hey that's dumb you shouldn't have done it that way you have a decent conversation about it and you realize actually he's right and then you mm. ask him more about it or her and you learn this thing so you at least learn something or again you get challenged by something and you get to prove yourself and, and the other person changes their mind it's like okay I see where you're coming from this is a good idea or that does look good or that is a great way to do it so. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because I mean, that always happens on the internet. When two people disagree and one person calmly and gently persuades the other person to see their side and then they both agree and amicably part ways. True story. That's where the internet was founded on. Yeah, <laughs> literally. On this day in 1608. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about just a real quick, we flip it around. Uh, what about giving praise? I try to give it only when I actually believe it. I think hollow praise does nothing for either party. I agree. I used to comment. I used to try to be more like active because they say also if you're trying to grow your YouTube channel, you, you know, to interact more and this and that. And um, I still 
give but like you know i said i scroll and i feel bad sometimes because i don't click a heart on everything i see on instagram but but i do for the things that are like really cool yeah you know and i think i think that that seems fair you know and and there's stuff i see that's really cool that i don't click because i don't know i just don't because i don't feel like i don't know i don't feel like doling out you know what that actually is much more helpful because if you click on everything, then you're not giving an indication to the content creator of what really interests you or his audience or her mm-hmm. audience. <clears throat> and therefore, they have no opportunity to go Improve. deeper into a, yeah. an area that would garner more attention. Yeah. I, I, I find myself um, not clicking on everything that I see. And it's from people I love, but if it's, especially on Instagram, and the one thing I take very literally about Instagram, it's Insta, because I scroll quickly. And it's got to catch my attention. And when it does, when I stop and I look at it or read the thing, then I will heart it. Um, But there's also that, very much like you, Tim, just built that guitar. Sometimes, I'm going to make it a goal. I like giving that hollow praise. I'm going to build a cigar box guitar out of hollow chord praise. (laughs) <laughs> that would be fun um yeah i comment uh even less frequently you yeah know, and i and, me too. and sometimes mm-hmm. i feel sometimes i feel bad about that as well but if i do write a comment like even if it's just like hey really cool like just anybody listening if you're if like if I, you ever get a comment from this like really cool that means it's like it's i it's think it's really, really cool because cool. i because i took the time to write it like i don't just write like Hey, nice job and on everything. Like, Do you want to hear just, something interesting? There's, um, I don't know if either one of you guys have an iPhone, but on iPhone now, not only can or have we gotten to the text message generation, but now like Facebook and Instagram, you can like somebody's text message that they've sent you, an iMessage. So you can give <laughs> it a thumbs up or you can give it a heart or you can give it a whatever. So not only are we no longer calling each other, we're now... Um, we've now social mediaized our text messages. So you don't mm. even have to write back like K or cool or see you later or whatever. It's just like. And I balance like, that. I balance that easily. I argue against that sentiment because, yes, it does. You do lazy. take it, it. It is lazy, but you know what? I communicate with so much more, so much more with people that I care about than I ever did before social media. My, my siblings, yeah. my family, I now keep up with what's going on with them. It may be just a slight thumbs up because, hey, their baby farted for the first time. But mm-hmm. at least I now know that my niece's kids are growing up. You know what I'm saying? So I, I kind of balance that. I, I say, yeah, it might be easy to just, I don't, I don't know. I, I think there's a balance. There's for just my own perspective, I think it lets me be lazy. It lets me justify the fact that I'm not actually as involved as I could be in people's right, lives. Right, but do you actually get more involved <clears throat> with some people? Do you have more genuine conversations? Do you have more... Um, no, it's all very superficial, topical stuff. Like, so heart, nobody, share. Nobody you know do you actually put more time and effort into communication with? Because of social media? No, 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 I'm saying or at all. Or through social media? Well, no, yeah. like Not, not I mean, social media closest- people... Like uncles, cousins, whatever. Like, are there people now that you wouldn't be talking to once a week if it weren't for social media? Like the ones you wouldn't pick up the phone and call on the weekends, but now you can communicate with them regularly. No, but even even nah, even my brother, right? So like, I'll like a picture that his wife posts of their kid online. 
I feel okay with not having called him for the last two weeks. But that's not it's not good. I should be calling him. I don't like this use, guilt-free way of getting out. I don't only use social media. I use my wife. Because my wife cuts my sister-in-law's hair and my nieces. And because of her interaction with them every... Four weeks. Because you're a unit. Yeah. I know what's going on with my brother. Because him and I, when we're together, where it's like we've been together forever. But we yeah. just, it's, it's something in my, I have a big family. I'm the youngest of seven and we're very spread out. We don't communicate. Before social media, we did not communicate at all. We just yeah. didn't, unless it was something big. I had one sister who was like the magnet. Everybody called and, you know, find out what's going on with the other ones. We call her, right? Right. Um, but now, again, I look on, online and I can see what my, nasty, my, my my family's going on to. Casey tells me what's going on with my brother. It's like, hey, Joe just got a new job. Really? Oh, that's cool. I didn't, uh. Right. That's, that, I'm the same as you, Bill. I, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, Phil, and I agree with you. But if it weren't for the social media, I wouldn't even give the heart. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying I'm just that kind of person. I'm not saying it's a bad yeah. thing. I'm saying... No. It's yeah, changed the dynamic. For me, it's a, for me, it's a step in a positive direction because it's actually forcing me to acknowledge words for you it's a step in a negative direction because it's, you're saying oh i'm not gonna call i'm gonna do this it's an like, excuse i, I, I never would i never would have called I'm, I'm also fortunate to have a wife who's a communicator so so she fills me in on what's going on with people right. i supposedly know <laughs> and yeah, I, yeah. You know, I might have said this before on this podcast like i mean and there's also all this talk about men's friendships and how like bill and i are you know, we're all of us i mean we're common with that that men get to a certain age where they stop making friends and they just sort of do their work and their family and this and that and they say how important this is and and I mean, I have other friends, I suppose, but I don't talk to them. You guys are the only guys I talk to. Like, I I only have I've, a few, you know? very, very, very few yeah. friends that I'm close with. Yeah, it's very rare that I, I I talk to someone on the phone or even my neighbors. We wave, talk for thirty seconds. You know, I I just I don't spend time talking to people too often. And uh, so it's I thank the podcast that. for that. I actually do talk to people. My like my neighbors. We have a great little street. There's maybe only ten houses on our street because it's almost a half a street. But it's a rule in Canada. You have to do that. <clears throat> nah, people think we're nice, but most Canadians are jerks. Um, and uh, and and I've gotten to a point in my life where my kids are very young, so I make a lot of new friends based on their circle of friends, and some of them stick. And I actually have made a whole new circle of friends at almost forty years old. And, uh, oh, and we I, do just, speak. I, I don't have the energy or effort. I, I don't. Yeah, it's really hard for me. It's to different. Think about. I'm compelled by it, right? Like yeah. our kids play together. We take them to the play dates. I'm on the ice with them at hockey. I see them at the soccer field. You know, we're at the arena together. We are at the birthday parties together. Like it, you kind of don't have a choice. Yeah, I, I, we. I have yeah. a couple friends like that too. As as does my wife. My wife has more because she does more of that stuff. And but generally, like when I'm at those things, I'm like. I'm the guy standing on the corner. Yeah, I mean, that's you. I knew I was you. Casey's got her core friends that she's known forever. And we do things with them 10 years now. Well over 10 years I've been hanging out with. Love these people. But it makes me anxious every time I'm there. I can't wait to leave. It's not that that. I don't have a good time when I'm there. And I enjoy conversation. But it feels like it's so much work and energy. How much do you have in common with these people? My wife. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's so much energy. Yeah, I mean, I get there's probably more. I mean, we, you know, politically we're we're close. We both breathe um, air, water. <laughs> yeah. We're Carbon from based. here, so there's always, I don't know. It's just, but I've always been that way. I've only ever had like one or two close friends, and then people that I associate with or know 
you know, like our neighbors on my street, we don't talk to each other. We just do the nod when we drive by. We can, but that's good really? enough because if there's somebody on our street that doesn't belong, we kind of all know it too. You know what I mean? Because they don't be, get the nod. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. so I, I know now wherever I go to just nod at people and they'll think I live there. So funny. Learn so much about social cues on this podcast. <laughs> you, you don't know about the, the bro head nod? It's just. I, I know that. I know the bro. It's one of these. That's how. I'm. But that's not, my street is like. I'll, I come home from oh, yeah. work. The kids are outside. You know they're walking their dogs. The other kids are out there. It's like a whole block party every time I Except get home. Except for November through April, right? Let's Pretty clarify much. the head nod thing. <laughs> First of all, there's. It's not just if it's a little bit of a dip from the chin and up. That's the bro head nod. If it's somebody you don't like and they're waving at you, but you have to acknowledge them, you just do the down nod. You just. That's it. Like the somebody died head nod. Yeah, like in yeah. passing. Because that's, I get that's a lot bowing of bowing your head. At the airport, I have the reputation of being the mean one that, you know, I'm no-nonsense, get the work done, don't screw around when you're around me, don't speed on the airport, that stuff. So when people drive by me, I don't give them nod. I give them the dip. Hmm. That's it. Ah, the sheriff. You're like the sheriff of the airport. uh, You're lucky this is a union shop, otherwise you'd be fired. Dip. Uh, Actually, I'm lucky it's a union shop. I wouldn't still be there. (laughs) <laughs> Meaning I wouldn't choose to be. I get a lot of good benefits, man. Good job. Right. Yeah. Money's good. Benefits are good. Can't wait to retire. If anyone And on listening. that note. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> iTunes review review. Did we read I, them all? I do not think we have a new one. Let's let's take a quick That's, peek. I'm a little disappointed again. Guys, now, I know we saved a couple angry, when I was here. Did I you guys read those? What? The, the week before I was here, we didn't read them all, so there was a couple floating. Did you guys read those last week? We read the floaters while you were MIA, yes. Okay. Okay, so I guess this segment's over. Um, hey, if <laughs> you... Checking still. Checking. One second. <laughs> if you would like to leave a review, you could you can do that, and then we won't have all this awkward dead air. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing new. There's a second what? one, but it's a double from some reason from Shooter Phil. Then he wrote it again as Phil Patrick. But it's the exact copy and paste. Well, we don't care. Thank you. Thank you, yeah, Phil. Yeah, for Thank you for waiting for me yeah, to no, die he just, so you he just can take my place, his name, Phil. I think. It's only showing up once here. I think he just changed the screen name so it's showing oh. up because you have that feed thing that you get. Well, let's, yeah. let's, so. let's make sure people understand, for those of you that don't know, um, you're under no obligation to, re- to write us a nice review. But if you write anything and leave five stars, we will read it. So here's your opportunity to, if you have poetry and you're trying to get people to listen... It's, Take advantage it's almost of that. like it, you could have your own audio book made for free if right. you write it. In, it's like open the, mic night, but we're the mics. Yeah. What of course are we, you guys opening the door to here? Anything and everything that gets us five it's called, stars. It's called success, Phil. We're opening the door to success. That, that's right. what that smell is? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whose turn is it to do a um, shop tip? Uh, maybe it's the phantom bill over there. You got anything good oh. for us, Bill? Let me uh, talk for a second. Let me look around my shop. I'll come up with a tip. Are you going to come? <laughs> oh, I got one already right off the top of my head. Oh, that worked out. Um, so there's, if you go to if you go any of the big box stores, you can find um, – this really irritates me because I think it's such a ridiculous thing. You can make it out of anything. But you can find cord organizers. They're fancy Velcro straps that you can – extension yep. cord, and they got a clip on it. 
I have carabiners that I've collected um, over the years, just different size, not real carabiners, but you know, like the keychain key, ones, keychain ones, promotional and like ones. That. And I use anything I have, even if I have to cut a sock in half and stretch it out long ways to use that to tie with a carabiner. Don't buy a cord organizer that looks like a handcuff or something. That's Don't waste your money on that. At least reclaim, recycle that. Organize your cords and things like that with stuff you have because it's... it's I, some things even I don't like to go buy. Look, I buy a new pocket knife when mine gets dull. I'm sorry, I just do. But at least I keep all of them and I have a collection now. But don't don't buy a cord organizer. Make your own. Take a carabiner, take a keychain of some kind, tie a little piece of rope around it. Make it fancy. Be like Andy Berkey. Learn how to sew. Use use fancy things. I don't know, but make your own cord organizers. That's my tip. It's it's a Great it's tip. a moral tip. I like the idea of like a, a quilted fabric, like yeah. hand stitched uh cozy, like a cord cozy. <laughs> An heirloom, heirloom cord organizer. <gasps> Berkey, Patty. My birthday's coming. My birthday's coming up in eleven months. Either either Patty or Berkey. <laughs> Berkey. Um, I want it from might, Berkey. <laughs> but Patty, this might be a, a little uh, side gig for you, making uh, extension cord organizers for the maker community. Yeah. Oh yeah, big. Think big about money. it. That's where you want to put your energy. By the way, Berkey, if you're listening, my birthday's in four days. Never mind. Never mind. Four Tim. days. Is it really? He doesn't have that kind of time. You turn in, what are you turning, 50? Uh, this is the G-rated part of the show. <clears throat> I'm turning 39, thank you very much. Wow. 39. Oh, that's a good age. It's a good is age. it, though? It's, it's like, like it, the brink. It, it's it like, is. It's, it's like You're either like instantly. a cigar or a bottle of wine. You're just perfect right now. I'm yeah. both complimented and creeped out, so <laughs> job well done. That's why that's, we call this episode the clap, baby. Yeah, exactly. That's true. <laughs> All right, I think we're I think we're good. Um, what grabbed your attention this week, Bill? You probably have two weeks worth of stuff that's been <clears throat> grabbing you. I do have two things, but it's not two weeks yeah. worth. Um, the first thing I'd like to say is um, what God is that other podcast that supports our podcast? And there's three of them. They just did a hundred episodes. Oh, really? That's great. Yeah. So congratulations maybe, maybe to... Maybe it's great. I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, probably <laughs> they say too much or whatever it is. Those guys. Uh, yeah. Congrats. 100 episodes. I've That's enjoyed terrific. each and every three of them that I've listened to. Every fourth one, yeah. 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 And the other one is, Phil, I gave you a little bit of a hard time about um, people signing a petition about Game of Thrones and wanting to make a change and blah, 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 <laughs> right? Yeah. I just found out something today that now I'm glad that people do that because I watch a show that's called The Expanse and it was on sci-fi oh, yeah. and yeah. there's three seasons of it and it was an amazing show and it got canceled. Now, from what I understand, it got canceled due to uh, the, per- the producers or something like that. But anyway, people got together. So much noise was made about this on social media and everything else. Mr. Bezos came in and said, you know what? We're prime video now. We're going to give you season four. So there will yeah. be a season four of The Expanse. And Crazy, right? I, That's I'm, happened a couple times in TV history. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it actually Family has. Guy. It, it, Family Guy happened. Um, Family Guy got canceled on Fox. And then the DVD sales were like beyond anything they could have imagined. And they brought it back on the air because of how popular the DVDs were. This is before social media, really. Mm. Right, right. But anyways... Yeah, so I was incredible. I was completely wrong about talking about the spoiled millennial generation. 
So. <laughs> Thank you, generationally spoiled millennials, for you. bringing back a show I like. Okay. No comment. That's fine. That's Tim, what about you? Uh, I, I still haven't been watching a ton of stuff, uh, but I've been listening a lot. And there's a podcast. I don't know if I've mentioned this one before or not. Um, 99% Invisible. I've mentioned them. They're great. You mentioned 99% mm-hmm. Invisible. Did yeah. you hear? They just did a two-part thing on um, sound and health, like the uh, how we live in this world that's just getting full of sound, like mm-hmm. you know, mechanical, man-made Noise pollution and stuff, yeah. Exactly. And they kind of get into that and the health benefits of it. And it was funny because when I first started listening to it, I was mowing my lawn <laughs> with my buds shoved into my head, you know, and my phone yeah. up to 11. And... Um, and I, you know, you know that you're not, you know, you know it's bad and stuff, but you do it anyways. And, and, and he like right into the, like the very first three minutes of the thing, he's like, he's like, many people are listening to this podcast right now with their earbuds shoved in the head while there's noisy things happening around. That's I'm so like, funny. oh, it's look. Yeah. So it was just kind of the timing of it was hilarious, but it's very interesting. And I feel like there's a lot still more to be said on that uh, as someone who has, you know, done hearing damage and all of us are in loud environments, you know, when we're in our workshops, maybe not our daily nine to fives, but. You know, man, that planer is loud. I uh, used to never wear hearing protection up until maybe about uh, 12 to 18 months ago. And I was like, you know what? This is crazy. It really is loud. I wear it all I, the time. You don't, I, eh, Bill? I, I, not, not very often. I, I've, I've already, I, I'm like, you know, I've done the damage. I'm finding it work now because I'm just, work is getting silly with politics, right? I work for a city government. Um, so in order for me not to have to answer my phone, all I had to do all this time was put on a pair of uh, head pro- hearing protection when mm. I'm out mowing or weed eating or something. I can't hear the phone. It's great. It's remarkable. So, it's amazing. So at work, I am using much more hearing protection. But at the house here, I don't. Whether I'm using my table saw, planer, whatever, I, I don't. I admit it. I have eyes. I like it. I don't use them. <clears throat> I like I've it. Got it makes pair you quiet. Those. Yeah, I got a pair of the Isotunes, um, which are like the little buds that go in, and they're Bluetooth. I have those, so, yeah. And they, they work really well. Um, the Bluetooth range is really good. Sometimes I connect it to my laptop and play, um, uh, like, you know, Spotify or whatever off my laptop, and I can walk all around my shop, and I don't lose connection. Hmm. Um, but they don't block out as... I mean, they block out all the damaging frequencies, but they don't block out as much sound as those big, ugly yellow cans that I have with the radio built in. <laughs> and so if I'm like... If I have the CNC is going to be running for an hour... I still grab those and put them on, but for like you know when you just I, I'll wear those isotunes just all day sometimes in the shop and you know, you know just sad, for for when I do walk say, to the table saw. Sad to say, part of the reason I don't do it out in my garage is because of situational awareness. It it eliminates me being able to pay enough attention to what's going on outside of my house and in my neighborhood. Uh, I see what you're saying. That's that's exactly why I never wore them either. I didn't like feeling isolated from yeah. the. T- I wanted safe. the tool to feel like the jaws of hell and sound like the jaws of hell as I approach it, so I didn't get too comfortable around. That's it. not what Bill's talking about, though. I know what he's talking about, but it's also that that environment and then when i used to work from home and my son would be out in the yard playing and, right. and stuff that's like all that's that, that's yeah. kind of what i'm talking about just having yeah. to know who's out there what's going on yeah yeah I, I do never i don't ever want to be surprised while i'm holding a power tool you know so for our recording i think i showed you guys this but i now use this little guy right here for my yep. and it is the most amazing thing ever and i love it because it leaves one ear open i can hear the world it doesn't have a silly thing sticking down like i'm trying to be a motivational speaker it's great mm-hmm. so it's terrific cool um i did i give what i was watching 
I don't know. No, I've been traveling so. a lot lately. Nothing really grabbed my attention. But I do watch a lot of videos. I've been watching retro computing ones and electronics and making videos. But nothing, like, necessarily jumped out at me specifically. <clears throat> Anyways, on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out ironandsoul.com, williamlutz.com, timsway.net, newperspectivesmusic.com. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you guys. Info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at reclaimedaudio. On iTunes, leave us those five-star reviews. Apparently, we're accepting poems and short stories now. There's a link on our website, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. Click it. It launches iTunes, and you can leave a review right there. Patreon.com slash reclaimedaudio. Again, there's a button on our website, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com, to join our Patreon. And for as little as a dollar an episode, you get access to the pre-show. And with a $10 per episode, you get your name read out on that magnificently long list. And just don't forget, by by joining Patreon, you're actually going to let us give you the clap. Wow, I couldn't have said that any better. Uh, Or worse, I guess. Thank you very much, everyone, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Uh, I like Haiku, by the way, just for the iTunes reviews. I'm a big fan of Haiku. 343. Okay. Be good. Bye.